This is a Soulfire production. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited about today's episode for a number of reasons. One, I'm going to be talking about my new book. I am so excited to share all of the details. Two, when this releases, a high 70 energy healing training will be opening up for the last time this year, obviously, because it's October. I only run this one to two times a year, and it is so much fun for me just to watch the incredible transformation that people go through for me. Becoming an energy healer, but specifically working with a high has changed my life in so many ways, and it is how I do everything. I do energy work on myself every single day. For me, it's like brushing my teeth, super important for energetic hygiene. It's how I expand time. It's how I get more done. It is how I support my physical body. It might sound wild to people who haven't dabbled much in the energy work space, but I literally will use a high instead of like supplements or different detox protocols because all that can take a lot of time and money. I use a high on my business. It's how I map out different programs and offers. It's really how I do everything. And the self-healing journey you go through with it is just unlike anything else and has transformed me in so many ways and helped me really, you know, find the answers within myself that I need and has given me so much more confidence and really opened up so much magic in my life. We're running the Harry Potter deep dive right now. If you haven't signed up, it's totally free, but I'm super pumped about it. We're watching all eight of the Harry Potter movies and then going deep into the spiritual meaning within each of them because so much of what happens in Harry Potter like literally is real, parallels directly to working in the quantum, to using your psychic abilities and to energy work specifically. And I always feel like, because I love the energy of magic, I'm obsessed with Harry Potter. Whenever I'm doing energy work, I always think like this is straight up, like my hand is my magic wand. It is so cool. And for me, making life magical, like when life feels that magical, that is everything. Game changer. So if you're interested in a high, now is the time to sign up. Enrollment will be open until October 23rd or until spaces fill up. There are limited spaces in this because I do live attunements to the energy. So you can only have a certain number of people in each group and everybody on the wait list got first dibs. So if you're interested and you want to work with this energy for yourself or to send to other people either, then now's the time to jump in. The link will be in the show notes to learn more and to apply if you're interested. And there are two options. Level one is if you just want to use the energy for yourself. So if you don't really care about sending it to other people and you just want to be able to use it for yourself, for your own body, for your mental health, your energetic health, your business, whatever it is, then that's level one. If you would like to be able to send it to other people, then that will be level two. And sometimes people use that as part of their actual business or they just want to be able to send it to family and friends. And I'll also add that a lot of people who go through a high training don't use it to be an energy healer. I think that's a common misconception. People integrate this into everything they do, whether it is cooking for people, whether it is being a business coach or a mentor, infusing it into the products they create. Like You can literally apply this to anything you're doing. And then on the other side of that, I have had a lot of healers who have already gone through different trainings who then move to a high. That being said, I just want to be clear, you do not have to have any previous experience. This is all you need. What you do need though is to have gone through or at least started the psychic development course. That is a prerequisite. So like I said, if you're interested, link will be in the show notes and you can learn more there. And I'm just so excited for a high to open up. 
if you have been dealing with brain fog, poor concentration, headaches, extra fatigue or weakness overall, just feeling more sluggish than normal, which a lot of people are right now more than ever before, it could be because your electrolytes are out of balance. And for me, if I don't take Element daily, I feel a noticeable difference. My brain is not working as clearly. I will have more trouble concentrating. I feel really sleepy. I just feel really off and I also feel chronically dehydrated. Like I don't think I realized how dehydrated I was before until I started taking electrolytes and actually getting hydrated because a lot of people don't realize even if you're drinking plenty of water, which I was always somebody who drank so much water, but I was still so dehydrated. Like even if you're drinking a lot of water, that doesn't mean that your body is actually absorbing it. And when you're eating a whole foods-based diet, it can be really easy for your electrolytes to get out of balance. Electrolytes are not just for people who are professional athletes. If you're active at all, if you're fasting, if you're on a mostly whole foods-based diet, it's so important to pay attention to your electrolytes. And if you are in this community and you're doing this frequency work, if you are a light worker in any capacity, if you're an energy healer, You're going to want to make sure you up your electrolytes. I tell this to all of my clients, everybody who gets into any of my containers, because we're doing so much frequency work, you don't realize how much energy we're moving and light we're burning through, basically. And that is why electrolytes are so, so, so important when you're doing this kind of work. But the thing is, most electrolytes are filled with sugar, artificial ingredients, coloring, all of those things we do not want to be (laughs) consuming. But that is why I am obsessed with elements. These are the cleanest electrolytes on the market. They taste amazing. You feel the difference. They contain a science-backed electrolyte ratio and they don't have any sugar or coloring, artificial ingredients, gluten fillers, none of that BS. I honestly can't remember the last time I drank regular water. I always put element in it. My favorite flavors are the citrus salts, the watermelon, and the raspberry. I also put the chocolate in my coffee or tea. I haven't been doing coffee recently. But whatever my morning beverage is, I always put the chocolate in a warm drink. It is so good. Do not wait on this. Everybody always tells me once they finally try their element, they're like, I don't know why I waited so long. This was a game changer. You're going to get addicted. It's so good. So if you want to feel a million times better and up your mental game, physical game, ascension game, we have a special offer for you. So if you go to drinkelement.com slash CTC, with any order you place, you will get a free sample pack that has one packet of every flavor so you can try all of the flavors. This is not just for your first order. This is every single time you purchase. They also offer no questions asked refunds on all orders. You don't even have to send the product back. So if you buy it and you don't like it, you don't even have to send it back and you can get a refund. But trust me, you're going to love it. So again, if you go to drinkelement.com slash CTC, that's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com slash CTC, you'll get a free sample pack with one packet of every flavor with every single purchase. So use it every single time you purchase so you can stock up on all of that extra element. And after you get your sample pack and you try them all, tag me on Instagram and let me know what your favorite flavor is. Next thing I'm really excited about is my new book, which is what I wanted to talk about in today's episode. Oh my gosh. So I'm recording this a little bit in advance and I've been talking on my Instagram stories a lot about this whole process. So thankfully, you know, went through this before with Manifestation Mastery, always easier the second time around. But I have tried to crunch this timeline really quickly because I'm planning on this book releasing November 11th, 2022. Gotta have that good numerology, 11, 11, 22. I'm really, really excited about it. Such a perfect date. 
And when we decided that it wasn't that long ago, so it basically has been like a month launch, which is a lot, is a lot just in terms of actually marketing and launching, but then logistically getting the books even just to print and to me and having enough time to actually share those with everybody. There's so much behind the scenes with creating a book that you never think about, you know, and I think I talked about this when I was releasing my first book, Manifestation Mastery, but I just never realized how much went into it, which I can't believe I didn't. I very much see how this is somebody's full, full, full time job because there's just so much that goes into launching a book, marketing it, bringing it to the world. And as I record this, I'm basically trying to get some books by like one to two weeks before it releases so that I can actually start reading from it, sharing it, taking pictures, all that stuff logistically. And so then when you do the math, well, when you work backwards in terms of, okay, you have to like do the interior design, upload it to the printer, they have to approve it. Then there's like the uploading to Amazon and the approval. And then there's all the shipping time and the suppliers. And that's part of why I wanted to push this because it was either release before holiday rush or after because during the holidays, it's just so crazy and it takes so long to get books. And that was part of what happened with Manifestation Mastery. Like I think it took me almost a month or so, a month or two to get my books. So we're making it happen. <laughs> and this book is is a different process because it's a poetry book. So I'm having illustrations and there's just some other moving parts, but I'm loving kind of the different energy around it. And I'm really excited to share this with you all because it is such a different style. It was so unexpected for me and I think will be really surprising for everyone else as well. And you know me, I love to love to throw in a little plot twist. Got to keep things exciting. I like to surprise myself. <laughs> so as you know, if you've been listening to this, I channeled a few books this year and I've just been low-key sitting on them. I do this. But my guides have been all up in my grill and they're like, these need to get out ASAP. And so I'm trying to get those out like February, March, springtime if I can. So as we move through this, I'm going to probably go kind of straight into editing the next ones, which I'm really pumped about as well. And everybody's like, what book are you releasing? So this book I'm releasing is a poetry book that I accidentally wrote. I will explain that in a second. I accidentally wrote it. And I wanted to squeeze this one in before I published another channel text. It just felt right. And for me, with all of the release dates, it's just very intuitive. And you know, there's such a timing piece to it, including channeling books. It There's such a timing piece. It's when the portal is open, when the guides want to bring it through, like it's got to come through right now. It's literally like birthing a baby. Like you don't get to pick when it wants to come out. It's coming out when it wants to come out. That's really how it feels. But I really wanted to publish a book that felt like more like me. And, you know, something that I navigate the more I channel and even with how things are continuing to shift and how that is just more and more coming to the forefront as it's more integrated as I really just want to make sure I'm honoring giving space like for me, for Christina and the things that I want to express. And I feel like it's so easy when people write books or are sharing a lot of content. Like we kind of forget there's a person within all of that with their own experiences and emotions. And I have always wanted to write some kind of, I don't know, like autobiography. I started a book about the story of my life, like when I was going through all of my really intense health issues in college, and I just kind of kept adding to it. And then as my life got crazier and crazier, especially as all of the spiritual parts of my life opened up, and I was having all these insane spiritual experiences, it honestly 
felt too hard to keep up with. <laughs> and I've always wanted to write something, kind of shared my life, but it almost felt insurmountable. And I'll be honest, my ego definitely struggled with my first book that I released was, and this is all semantics. It's funny because I talked to my friends who are channels about it. And I'm like, my first book, it wasn't me. Like the monarch being came through when I'm the scribe. And for a lot of what I write and a lot of the books coming out, I'm the scribe. I am the medium in between and sharing that information directly. And I just get out of the way. And a lot of my friends who are channels will be like, well, it is you because it's coming through you and source is an aspect of you. And okay, yeah, I get all of that. I think both can be true. But hopefully you understand what I'm saying. Like, I always just thought my first book would be so me, right? And then as all of these other books are coming through, and it's very like mission oriented, and just sharing the information, like my job is to be an oracle for the information. That's why I'm here. It's a channel of information and share what's coming through. These different beings use me as a scribe, like use me as, as a voice to bring it down. And my job is just to scribe it essentially. But then there's also this other side of me that likes to create and create from Christina and have a totally different energy. And this book, I feel like, really shows that other side of me. So let me tell you how I wrote this book. <laughs> it was actually after I had channeled the other few books that are coming out next year. And I had just, you know, been going through a season of so much was going on. I had so much emo- so many emotions bubbling up. As I've said a million times, you know, my seven year just kicked my ass and it it just has felt like a lot. And I'm the type of person where if I don't have space, this is very like hermit two, four kind of thing. If I don't have space by myself in my own field to just sit and think like that's my favorite thing in the world. I could literally just sit in one spot and think for years on end and never move. But if I don't have space to, to journal, to think it out, to move it through I just feel energetically constipated. Like I just feel like all this stuff is in me. I, I got to get it out. And I hadn't had time in a while to really sit with all of the things I was feeling and thinking. And you know, when you can just tell that there's this jumbled mess of words in your brain and you need to move it out, get it out. That's how I felt. And so I had a weekend for the first time in a while where it was open and I thought, okay, great. I'm just going to rest, chill, stay in my pajamas and do my favorite thing, which is wake up, make myself a latte, pull out my journal, pull out some cards and like vibe, right? Automatic write, feel my feels, move through stuff. That's literally my favorite thing in the world. Pulling cards, journaling, latte. Does it get much better? So I wake up and I do just that. I set my mood, I have my binaural beats. I pulled my cards And then I started writing and all of a sudden I started hearing words and I just started writing them and, you know, it's like channeling, but from me. So it sounds like my voice. It's like, you know, when you're writing an essay in school and you can kind of hear it in your head and then you write what you hear. It was like that, except my voice sounded like a loudspeaker and very celestial, whatever. It's how it sounds whenever I'm channeling myself. And so I just started writing what was coming through. And what was coming through was a poem. And it was about a certain memory I had that I still had some emotions around, clearly. And I wrote the whole thing and there was like this huge emotional release. And I thought, whoa, that was really good. Like that was a really good poem. That articulated so well what I feel. And it was like through writing it out and writing the poem, 
there was this alchemy that happened and the energy shifted and the energy was released. And then I just felt like it closed up and I was like seeing these doors close with everyone. And I write that poem and then another one comes through and then another one. And this basically continues for three days straight. I'm in my pajamas at my dining room table for three days straight. And I'm just hearing, hearing these (laughs) voices. And at one point I tried to get up and I was like, going to go outside on a walk. And the stream of poems just wouldn't stop. And I thought, okay, it has to come out. It's very similar to when I have channeled my other books. It's like once you get in the stream, you just can't stop. It needs to be a concentrated period of time. And that's what it was. And I thought, oh my God, this is this is happening. So I write this whole thing and I knew it was supposed to be a book. And I thought, this is so random. I literally don't write poetry, like ever. I think the last time I wrote poetry, it must have been in high school probably in high school for some random assignment. Like I don't write poetry. I I really enjoy poetry. Well, you know, some. And so it was just so out of the blue and so random. But what I will tell you is writing this book, I have never felt so alive. I have never felt so lit up. I have never felt so inspired. I was sobbing through it. I was laughing through it. I was feeling all my feels through it. It was like it opened up something so big and beautiful within me. And what's interesting was It was such a healing process of being taken into these different memories, these different emotions, relationships. And as I'm writing it, it's like I'm right back there in it. And then being able to alchemize that energy and move it through. It was really, really healing and magical. And those are really the only words I have to describe it. And I think for me as well, you know, something that has always been one of my biggest insecurities has been speech. Like I've always really struggled to find words since I was a kid. It's been really hard for me, which is one of the reasons why I started this podcast and why just for me personally, I do what I do to push myself. And for a long time, I just didn't say anything because I felt like it was so hard for me to even find words because I think in energy. (laughs) I think and I see in energy and colors. And I often feel like I know what I'm trying to express. I can see it so clearly, but I don't I don't have the words or there isn't a word to bring it forward and also open throat center and human design. I feel like for me also that makes me feel often like I just can't pull the words or isn't energy there. And there is this beautiful satisfaction of writing these poems and it's just flowing out and exactly what I needed to say came through. And it was simple, simple language, simple words. But the energy underneath the poem was so potent. I could feel it. It's It felt like the same as a channel text, but different. Like, whoa, you know when you read a piece of poetry, it's the same thing as a song, right? You listen to music and there are the words and there's you know the music behind it, but there's the frequency, the energy underneath it. That's what they talk about in Manifestation Mastery. And like, that's the potency. That's the power. It's a vibration that's being transmitted. And this is true in everything we say, right? In every podcast I record and every video I make, There's what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is less important than the energy underneath it, as I've said a million times. But that's why I always say, like, if you zone out and don't even pay attention to what's being said, that's totally fine because it's the energy that you're going to receive that's going to unlock something within it for you, right? So I can say one sentence and convey so much within that, like all the frequencies and emotion underneath it. This is how we communicate telepathically. I can say one thing and you can hear all of the layers underneath what I say. And that's why, you know, if you ever hear me kind of like talking in code on the podcast, I'm not worried about it because you're going to get the whole transmission. Like you're going to understand everything I'm saying underneath it. 
It is officially fall and then it's going to be winter. My favorite time of year. I am not your classic San Diego resident. I know everybody here loves the sun and I'm the weird person who wants the rain. Anyway, I love a gloomy, cloudy day. It's all about the vibe. And you know what the best part of fall is? Organifi pumpkin spice gold comes out. It is here, everyone. Do not sleep on this. Get to it. I know this time of year, we all, you know, love to have the whole vibe. Pumpkin spice latte, hot cocoa, but all of that stuff is filled with so much sugar, so much crap, so many artificial ingredients. This is where Organifi comes into play. So I always love having Organifi gold before I go to sleep. Just to help me wind down, rest, relax. It has so many incredible ingredients to help the body calm down, get into relaxation mode. There's reishi mushroom, which is amazing for grounding and relaxation. Turkey tail, which is great for the immune system and digestive health. Magnesium, which is one of the most important minerals in the body that supports relaxation and recovery. Lemon balm, also known as the calming herb, which is amazing for supporting sleep. Plus all of those yummy warming spices like ginger, cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, you know. It just tastes like fall. So regular gold is amazing. And now we have pumpkin spice on the scene, hot on the scene, fresh off the press, only available this time of year. So stock up. These are my two favorite ways to drink pumpkin spice gold. One, put a scoop into some hot water and then add some nut milk in there. You don't need the nut milk, but I do like a little extra creaminess. And you've got a delicious, yummy, warm beverage that relaxes you. And during the holidays, that's not just a nighttime thing. That's like you wake up and you need some gold to calm you down before you go to family dinner. You know what I mean? The next favorite way, pumpkin spice latte slash not a latte. Okay. Option one, do your coffee or espresso, whatever you do. Hot water, put a scoop of pumpkin spice gold in there, add in your nut milk, froth it up. Extra credit if you froth the nut milk with the gold. You've got a pumpkin spice latte without all of the extra crap in it. Delicious. Or you know what I love to do? One scoop of pumpkin spice gold, a scoop of vanilla protein, the complete protein from Organifi, and then nut milk. Blend it up and have it as a drink, add ice, or just put a little bit of water and make protein pudding. I just gave you four fall recipes. There you go. This is about to change your life. So go to Organifi.com slash CTC. That code CTC will get you 20% off of your Organifi order. You can stock up on all of the fall must-haves. Drink your PSL while you're watching Hocus Pocus 2, while you're watching Harry Potter. It's that time of year. Again, it's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC. That code CTC will get you 20% off. And be sure to tag me on social media when you make any of those recipes I just shared. There is truly nothing better than fall vibes, pumpkin spice energy with Organifi. Writing this book just reminded me of so many emotions and moments that deeply impacted me. And I felt like, I mean, it wasn't like I was consciously choosing the memories that I was writing about or the the relationships or experiences. It's just what came through. And there's no coincidence in that. <laughs> it's like whatever needed to be written about was written about. And it was interesting for me to look back at the things that just came through and think, whoa, maybe I didn't expect that. And also to notice what didn't come through. I think that was really interesting as well. I felt like it unlocked something within me where I felt so much more like myself. And a lot of that is connected to, I mean, as a kid, I 
feel like I had such a different personality as a kid. I was so outspoken and so creative and growing up like like so deep in my feels and created a lot from that space. Very expressive, like very in my feminine in that way, kind of like wild woman archetype. And as I got older, just through a number of different experiences, I just kind of got quieter and hardened up a bit and said less and stopped expressing so much because I had taken on all these people, you know, telling me that I was too much and feeling too much and chaotic and out of control when it really was this projection of people who didn't know how to handle their emotions. And then there was like, you know, the broken heart and you shell up and you put up your heart walls and kind of numb out. And there are a lot of things that made me really numb out. And so it felt like in writing all of these poems, I like opened up and reconnected to this part of myself and it just felt so good. And I cried so hard at the end because I thought, holy shit, I just found this other piece of myself that I just wasn't using, like my expression, my creativity. And I realized that in a lot of different places, to be honest, like especially when you uh, turn things that you enjoy into your job, it can be easy to, uh, or career rather, (laughs) I'll say. Sometimes it can start to turn into something that feels more... I don't know, like less creative, less flowy because it's more like on a routine. And while now I have to do it and there's such a different energy around something when we're doing it just for ourselves or for a purely creative reason, as opposed to like, I have to do this, it has to be delivered and it turns it more into this masculine energy sort of thing. And that's why I think it's so important that we have things that are creative for us that are just for us. And for me, writing and I mean, it's always been makeup for me. Like those have been the two creative outlets for me. And in writing, writing a channel text is so different than like writing creatively. And so it was just so powerful for me for this to flow through and surprised me in so many ways. And so much wisdom coming from, you know, looking at this whole collection of experiences and emotions. And it's written from how did I feel in that moment? Not necessarily how did I feel, (laughs) how do I feel about it right now? And it's easy, like, and this is why a lot of us don't explore emotions, energies, traumas that we've had. Because like right now as adults, we might have a different perspective on it or it not might feel like it's coming up in conscious awareness and we forget about it. But when we were kids, when we experienced it, when we were teenagers or whenever it was, we felt something so intensely. And so you can look back on a situation now and be like, oh, you know, I I was overreacting. It wasn't that big of a deal. But in that moment, like your childlike self, their nervous system felt like the entire world was ending. And that's how we experienced it in that moment. And it gets trapped in our bodies. But what was interesting for me was just looking at the patterns, right? Because we all have patterns and I'm looking at, whoa, okay, this showed up again and again and again. And then you start to see the patterns that come up in your life. (laughs) Because it was funny, like I'll be writing a poem about a certain relationship and then I'm reading it back and I'm like, well, That was originally about this one relationship, but this could apply to this person and this person and this person, honestly, because that's what we do when the energy doesn't shift, right? Like we just attract in different versions of the same thing. We do that in dating and careers and family. Like we do it all the time until we actually integrate it and like shift our energy or even the perspective. And so for me, it was interesting to see how these patterns showed up in my life. And I'm seeing it so clearly through these poems. And then also how my perspective around them changed, how my response or reaction changed. So that was really interesting as well. But this is by far like the most vulnerable thing I've ever written and published, obviously. And it feels so necessary. Publishing a book is so vulnerable. I think every type of book and then 
you know, depending on what type of book it is, like different aspects of what makes it feel so vulnerable. And this really is every book is like your heart on the pages. And this is more than anything else, my heart on its pages. And I think people probably are going to be surprised. I have not shared the poems with that many people. Uh, At this point, only two of my friends. And one of my friends, I read him just one poem. And he he's been my friend forever. (laughs) Forever. Uh, And he was like, I didn't know that about you. And I thought, yes, you did. I was like, yes, you did. And it made me think like, did he not know that about me? Or was it or what about the things that we say to people or express that just like don't land or like we we forget? Isn't that interesting? This book like starts from childhood and goes all the way up till my life now. And they're all stories, stories of different emotions. But it was interesting because two of the people that, you know, he just heard one poem and then my other friend read the book and it's just always interesting to me what people do or don't know about us, right? Like we're in our lives and <laughs> we are in our lives. And so we know everything that's going on. And then there's always this disconnect of not always knowing even our close friends, everything that they know about us, if that makes sense. The book is called Pain, Love, and Purpose. And it's broken up into those different sections, poems about pain, poems about love, and poems about purpose. And the biggest thing that came up for me in this book, in writing it, in getting ready to publish it, has been this theme of like speaking my truth. And I feel in the last year and a half, that has been one of the big lessons for me being called up to speaking my truth in big ways and intense ways, embracing the many different sides of me because I have had a tendency like there there are those parts of me that like I will speak my truth and be feisty and say it and then there's another another piece of me that can shut down and for me it's been this process of honestly being really discerning about who I'm sharing my truth with and how I'm sharing it and this conversation has come up a lot in the last week or so as I'm recording this with different friends and that's what's really cool is whenever there's a question on your mind (laughs) the universe is gonna guide you to the answers through an exploration And one of the things, you know, I really thought about in publishing this, I'm like, this is really like my truth coming forward very clearly. And there are certain things I'm like, do I want to share this? And there are no names. Nobody's going to know who these poems are about. And I'm not going to say who any of them are about. And I actually think certain people will think certain poems are about them that are not about them. So I'm not concerned about that. Like it's about specific experiences, memories, relationships, but I don't say any names. No identities are revealed because it's not really about those people. It's about me and how I felt in different situations, which is about me, not the other person. But, you know, I really was looking at exploring in deeper ways this idea of like speaking your truth and had different conversations with friends around it. And in that exploration, all of these experiences came up in my life like really intensely in the last few weeks regarding people sharing their truth and the different ways we can share our truth. And what does that really mean? And I realized like, I don't think it's so black and white. Like when people ask, you know, do you feel safe to speak your truth? It's like, it's not so simple. It's nuanced, right? And I think, what does that even mean to speak your truth? Like most people don't even know what their truth is. And what about when you speak your truth and it's coming from anger? It's like, this is how I feel, but I'm I'm feeling very angry in this moment. Like, is that different than like, if we're going to share it from a calm and loving place? And I think about if I'm upset about something and I speak my truth in that moment, I might have a very different truth in that moment than I have the next day when I've had time to process and integrate and think about 
how I played into the situation. You know, and I think the other thing for me is with different relationships in my life, I used to feel like like growing up, I just had this very feisty energy of like, I was not going to back down, never going to back down. You know, a lot of strong personalities in my life, (laughs) in my family. And I just learned like that I wouldn't back down and I had a very strong voice. And I think as I grew up and had different experiences, I have started to realize that like for me, it's about conserving my energy. And a boundary I have with myself is that I am not going to try and convince anybody of anything. Like, and I'm also not going to try to continue a conversation with people who are already committed to misunderstanding me or who are already committed to being right no matter what it takes. And I can feel that vibrationally. When somebody asks a question, I can tell when they're asking that question to be judgmental or where they're already close to the answer and they're already ready to explain how they're right or you're wrong versus when somebody's asking a question from curiosity. And I love having conversations with people who are open and just want to explore. But when I can feel like somebody just wants to be right or they're already shut down, they already have an agenda. They already have decided how they want the conversation to end. Is that really worth my energy? And you know, for me, that's been a really important continuing exploration. And I'm still thinking about it. And I realized like that boundary that I have with myself, because I was talking to different friends about this, And they were like, well, no, you should speak up for yourself. And I'm like, well, what's the balance between standing up for yourself versus like, what's the point if I really don't care what that other person thinks or like, or me expending energy when it's not necessarily even worth my energy, you know? And so I don't have an answer around it. But for me, the whole experience has just allowed me to explore that topic in a deeper, more nuanced way. And I'm still just even through this process, and I'm sure I'll continue to like thinking about that. Like, what are the nuances of when we speak our truth, how we speak our truth? What does that look like versus this very simple, like, do you speak your truth or do you not? Because, you know, how do we take into account like how other people feel? I'm a big believer that we're not responsible for other people's feelings, <laughs> but we are responsible for ourselves. And I feel like the energy and intention and emotion behind how we express something like affects people. And when we care about people, we are also considering how they're feeling, right? We're like taking in them as part of us, as part of that love in a way, not technically, but hopefully you understand what I am saying. And so for me, it's been this really interesting exploration of what does it look like to express your truth from a place of love where you're not diluting anything or doling it down? Because that's what this book really called me up to. Like, share this and don't dilute it. Just it's exactly how you feel. And it's anchored from a space. Like, these are things that I've had years to process and, and work through and think about. Like a grounded space and, and not diluting how I feel, but also, you know, coming from that space of love. And for me, the creative part of this, the beauty through like writing and poetry for me, like writing is alchemy. There's something that shifts. It's like a musician, you know, you think they go through all these life experiences and create this beautiful song. And from some of their most heartbreaking, intense moments, they create something that is beautiful and resonates with millions of people and helps people feel seen and heard and understood. And so there's beauty in that. And I've also thought about just with me building my brand, I started in college and I shared so much. I shared so much of my life. And then I went through a period of like, PTSD from oversharing and I stopped sharing and I hold up and I got very physically sick from everything I was sharing and all the energy cords. And then I just kind of shut down and didn't want to share anything and almost went in this other extreme where I don't feel like, you know, I feel like we have emotions and experiences and things that like are for us and for just for us and just for our personal lives. And then there's stuff that we can share and that's 
up to us to discern for ourselves. And at the same time, for me personally, because I think it's so individual, like part of my mission and my work is to share things I've gone through and what I've learned through them. And I had gone to this extreme where I just got back in a shell and I was like, I'm not saying anything to anybody. And that that went to my personal life as well, where I was just not letting people in. And so for me, it's been swinging you know, from one side of the pendulum to the other and finding some equilibrium. And I felt like this book felt like speaking my truth in a way that felt so aligned and beautiful and alchemizing a lot of intense experiences and honoring really beautiful ones and honoring and feeling so grateful for and seeing the beauty in all of these moments that shaped me, all of these moments, experiences, people, situations, and emotions that have shaped me and built me and made me who I am up until this point. And it feels like, you know, that story continues. But this book is very much my heart. And it's important to me that if I'm going to share myself, I'm going to share different parts of myself, not just, you know, one side. And publishing a very personal book feels really right for me. (laughs) And I'm really excited for you guys to read it and get your hands on it. So You'll keep hearing about, you know, how to get your hands on it. It'll be on Amazon. We're releasing November 11th. The best way to support me in this is to purchase November 11th. And I'll be sending emails about it. I will be posting on social, all the fun things. And I don't know what the link is. So there'll probably be a link that I'll put in in the show notes just because we haven't even made the landing page yet so that you can get on the waitlist for the book. Again, it's called Pain, Love, and Purpose. It's a poetry book about pain, love, and purpose and turning your pain into your purpose and how oftentimes it is the painful moments that crack us open that then allow us to feel our feelings and then allow us to feel love and through that then find ourselves and find our purpose and find deeper meaning in our lives and I'm a big believer that we are here to feel the full spectrum of emotions and I've learned that when I tried to numb myself from pain I also numbed myself from love and I just felt like a shell of a person and it was opening myself up to to feeling the grief, the sadness, the heartbreak, all of that intense stuff that also has allowed me to feel divine love and such happiness it brings me to tears. It's that full, full spectrum. And it's through that full spectrum of emotions that I really believe we connect to purpose and deeper meaning. And so that's what this book is about. So I'm really excited to share this with you all. Share more about it. There will be some fun bonuses for anybody who purchases on launch day, which again is the best way to support me. And I'm just so grateful for all of you for being here and being along for the journey. And I can't wait for you to read this book. You will be holding my heart in your hands, truly. So get excited. I'm super pumped. And yeah, that's that's what's coming up. So that's going to be it for today's episode. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day. And I will chat with you again next time.